CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. I am mortised and tenoned in granite, and I know the amplitudes of time, said the poet. The amplitudes of time, and also of space, infinite, illimitable, with neither an end nor a beginning. So much time, so much space, and we, poor, frenzied, crowded creatures, why are we so hurried and cramped? Marcella, I'm asking you to marry me. Yes, William, I heard you. Well, your answer? Well, the answer is no. No? It has to be no. Well, why does it have, have to be no? Because, well, I don't love you. Oh, is that all? Is that all? Yes. I thought you had a good reason. mystery drama, Fire and Ice, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn and Marion Haley. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule, and True Value hardware stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. changed in many ways. There was a time when every man's home was his castle, and every man was king. This doesn't necessarily mean that his wife was a queen. What it meant was that his word was law, and everyone in the house obeyed it, or else. Or else what? Well, it didn't come up often enough to be very much of a problem in most places. At any rate, we're concerned with an autocrat named J.J. Trelawney, in the year 1912. Father? Who's that? What? Oh. Oh. Oh, it's you. Yes, Father. It's me, Marcella. Uh, what's that on your face? Paint? Oh, no, Father. It's powder. Just as bad. Well, it's rice powder, Father. Even the minister's wife wears it. The same rice we eat? Yes, Father. Uh, uh, come in, come in, come in. Don't just stand there. <laughs> well, um... The same rice we eat. Oh, uh, yes, yes, Father. <laughs> I see you're wearing enough of it to save an entire heathen village from starvation. I hadn't thought of it that way. I don't know what the world's coming to. Father, may I speak with you? <sighs> of course you can speak with me. Well, Father, there's this young man... Uh, what? Uh, which young man? Well, the one I met at this concert. What did you want to meet a young man at a concert for? Well, Father, he's really very nice. Uh, well, nice, fine, but, uh, what about William? William? Yes, William. William's my right-hand man. Well, I know that. He's a fella for you. But, Father... Yeah, you must admit, 
He's smart. Well, yes, yes, he is. And he's going to be rich one day. Very rich. Well, yes, yes, he will. Well, then, what do you want to meet other young men for? Well, Father, Edward is so... Oh, (laughs) Edward, is it? Yes, Edward. He's so... So, what? Oh, he's just, um... Yes? I don't know. Here's a fella, and you see him going on him. And when I ask you why, it's because he's just. Uh, and I don't know. Oh, but, Father... No, 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 no. That won't do, my girl. William Stillwell's the man for you. Oh, please, Father. I don't love William Stillwell. <laughs> love? Love? What's love? Well, it's... It's, um... It's, uh, what? I can't define it exactly, but... Uh, well, neither can the dictionary. It's a strong liking. A fondness for. A devotion to. An affection. Uh, you see, my girl, I happen to look it up. I uh... like to be sure of my ground. Now, <clears throat> you've got to put your life on a practical basis... Do you agree? Yes, Father. And you've got to do the thing that makes sense. Yes, Father. Which is why I have to choose your husband for you. As a man of the world, I will not be carried away by sentiment. I can be depended on to make the proper choice. Whereas you, you, uh, you, you're a, a giddy young thing. And as if that weren't enough, uh... You're also a uh, woman, which means you simply do not have the qualifications for uh, uh, for uh, rational thinking. Isn't that so? Yes, Father. Believe me, you'll marry William Stillwell one day. One fine day. Uh, Belle D. Uh, where does that come from? Uh, why do I remember that? It's from the new opera by Mr. Puccini, Madame Butterfly. Oh, yes. And that fellow's in it who has such a fine voice. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Caruso, Father, but he didn't sing the aria. Oh, it was the, uh, Japanese girl? Yes. Well, they're all a bunch of foreigners. Oh. Well, I guess they really know music, don't they? But, uh... Uh, what's the point I'm trying to make here? I don't know. Oh, it, it, it has to do with this thing you, you call love. Uh, why does the poor Japanese girl kill herself? A, a beautiful girl. Well off, all, all sorts of bright prospects. Could have a great future. Why does she kill herself? For love. That's my point. Exactly. Love. Well, what does she need it for? What good did it do her? Where did it get her? Well, but, Father... So let's not hear another word about love, all right? Is that clear? Yes, Father. He had a way, my father did, of making things so crystal clear. But he was older, wiser, more experienced, which meant he knew better. And everything was for my own good. I look back at it now, after all these years. The world now is so different. 
But back then, well, I went to the concert that night to hear a young Russian violinist named Misha Elman. Well, that's not why I went. I went because I knew he would be there. Edward. And we would meet at intermission. We would meet even though nothing could ever come of it. Marcella, why do you say that? Oh, please, Edward. Why do you say nothing can ever come of it? Because it's true. Why is it true? Well, I must do what my father tells me. And if you don't? Oh, if I don't? Yes, my darling. If you don't, what will he do? What can he do? Please, Edward. Disinherit you? Cut you out of his will? Oh, it, it isn't that. I have a job. I can support us. You know that. Yes, I... I'm not after your father's money. You know that, too. Oh, yes, I know that. Then why don't we just stand up to it? Edward, we'd better not see each other again. Never see each other? Yes. You call this seeing each other? This hurried ten-minute encounter? Well, whatever it is, this Edward... This brief pause during a concert in the midst of a thousand people? It's for the best... There is no other way. Your father has no right. Oh, he has every right. Why? Because he's my father. Is that you, Marcella? Yes, father. Did you enjoy the concert? Oh, yes. I... I have a surprise for you. For me? Yes, Marcella. <gasps> William's here. William? Uh, you don't sound at all excited. Well, I'm not excited. Yes, William spent the evening with me. Uh, we had some reports to analyze. Uh, William has a brilliant mind. Spend a little time with William. Uh, he's in my study. Talk to him. You'll see how eminently sensible the two of you would be together. Hmm? Uh, William, uh, step in here, please. Uh... Yes, Mr. Trelawney. Oh. Oh, good evening, Marcella. Good evening, William. I've had Starbuck prepare this little buffet. Uh, I know you must be famished after the concert, my dear. And uh, you, William, uh, you worked hard enough to earn a little supper. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, why don't you young people enjoy the supper, hmm? While uh, I finish up in the study. <clears throat> May I help you to some caviar, Marcella? No, thank you. Yeah. Some pheasant? Oh, I, um... I'm not hungry. Uh, did you enjoy the concert? Yes. Well, I'm not one for music. I, uh, I find it a waste of time. Oh? You know, I, I don't find it productive. Productive? Mm -hmm. oh. You know, on those rare occasions when I'm <laughs> dragooned to one, I... I see people around me sitting in deep silence, thinking and concentrating. Isn't that so? Well, yes. I know how I do that. Well, it requires mental energy, does it not? Yes, some. Well, shouldn't there be, shouldn't there be some reward for this expenditure of energy oh, and effort? But there is a reward. Is there? Oh, yes. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure I can describe it. Oh, well, then it's... Uh... It's a rather poor reward. Oh, no. No, it's rich. Rich? In what? 
spirit. No. Things of the spirit. Things of the spirit. Tell me something, Marcella. These uh, things of the spirit, what can one do with them? Do with them? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you take these things of the spirit into a bank and discount them for cash? Uh, no, I, I don't suppose so. Well, then, of what value are they? Well, William, they do things for the mind, for the heart, for the soul. I... Well, as I understand it, you spent two hours in Carnegie Hall listening to some Russian fiddler. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you gave him all your attention and concentration. Yes, I did. And as a result, you claim to be richer in things of the spirit? I think I have a headache, William. I, uh... I, I may have concentrated, you know, a bit too deeply. Oh, oh I, I, I'm sorry. I wonder if you'll excuse me. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Good night, William. Yeah, good night. Oh, before you go, I had come here this evening for uh, one purpose. I know, to work with my father. No, 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 not exactly. But to see you. To see me? Yes. I uh, didn't know you'd be out. See, the reason I came here... Well, it should not come as a complete surprise to you. It was to ask your hand in marriage. Oh. Yes, I had discussed it with your father. Ah, uh, I know that. Well, he's quite enthusiastic. So I understand. He thinks it's a, a splendid idea. Yes, I'm sure he does. He's all for it. He already told me. Then it's all settled. Regardless of my answer? Your answer? Oh, Oh, of course. I, I must have your answer, too. Oh, it's very sensitive of you to ascertain my wishes. William, I would marry you gladly. However, there's a problem. Oh, a problem? I don't love you. What did you say? I don't love you. And that's the problem? Yes. That's the problem. Oh, uh, my dear Marcella. I was afraid it was something serious. Love, says the popular song, your magic spell is everywhere. Well, not quite everywhere. Not in the heart of Marcella Trelawney. Well, it's in there, but obviously not for Mr. William Stilwell. So that should be the end of it. Ah, but don't forget... The year is 1912, and that was another world. And we shall return to it shortly when I bring you Act Two. Love is for the poets, the philosophers, the dreamers, the romantics. And we wonder why sometimes, since it seems to have treated most of them quite shabbily. Well, today, of course, we claim to marry for love. A generation or so ago, this wasn't the case. Are we happier than our grandparents? Who really knows? But you don't understand, William. I don't love you. Is that a reason not to marry me? Please, William. You must excuse me. I'm very tired. upstairs to my room. I prepared for bed. I was very tired and confused and unhappy. I didn't know what to do. 
There was a knock on the door. It was my father. I was sort of expecting him. I spoke with William, my dear. Father, I don't love him. He understands that. And uh, I understand. Well, then why do you insist that I marry him? Because he'll make you an excellent husband. Without love? <laughs> love, my dear, only confuses the issue. Oh, please, Father, the issue is clear enough for me. Marriage should primarily be a strengthening of one's position. In the past, did kings and queens marry for love? <laughs> of course not. It was to unite families, expand territories. Father, I'm not a queen. Ah, ah, but you are. You're the daughter of a millionaire. It is your duty to protect your fortune. My fortune? The fortune you will one day inherit from me. Oh, Father, I don't care about... Uh, uh, nobody does at 21. Father, I mean it. Oh, all I can tell you is that I don't love William Stilwell. Uh, uh, it's unfortunate. William Stilwell is a man who could preserve your fortune. Uh, what's wrong with him? Oh, Father, he doesn't like art. He doesn't like music. <laughs> Teach him to enjoy them. Well, it isn't uh, that either. I mean it. Uh, well, then what is it? Well... It's just that there's something, you know, something about him, I, um... Something, uh... Yes? Well, it's just something. Yeah. You were determined not to like him, I see. Oh, I'm sorry, Father. Uh, and you refuse to marry him? Well, I can't refuse to marry him if you command me to. I, I, I understand that. I, I was hoping you could arrive at the proper conclusion for yourself. It's, uh... It's this uh, certain something, isn't it? Yes, Father. Yeah, well, uh, it seems to me a man can be as wise as King Solomon, as handsome as Apollo, as strong as Hercules. He, uh, he could be the paragon of every virtue known to man, and, and yet, if he does not possess that uh, mysterious certain something which the woman herself cannot define... <laughs> Or, or, or even describe, he isn't worth her passing glance. <laughs> yeah. Well, this uh, other fellow. Uh, oh, what's his name? Edward. Edward Wilson. Edward Wilson. Well, we'll see. What will we see, Father? We'll see what he's made out of. Oh, Father, he's wonderful. That's what we're going to find out. Uh, now, Marcella, I'll uh, look this fellow over. And if I think he can uh, cut the mustard, if I think he'll be better for you than William... Oh, you will, you will. Just hear me out. I'll give him a fair trial, and then I'll stack each of them up against the other and come to my decision. Is that understood? Yes, Father. And you will agree with my choice? Yes, Father. Yeah. And that will be the end of it. You'll obey your father with no further nonsense. Do you agree? Oh, Father. Father, I agree. Of course I agree. Such a wonderful man, my father. He could have simply commanded me to marry William. But he loved me. Yes, much as he had no use for that word. 
He loved me. And he wanted me to be happy. And so Edward, my Edward, would get a fair trial. The very next night, Edward was asked to dinner. You say you're... You're an astronomer, Edward. Yes, sir. I, uh... I suppose it's a great deal of night work. Well, yes, sir, a goodly amount. Edward, how would you like to take a job with me? A job, sir? Yes, I'm... I'm having a ship fitted out. Uh, We're going up into the Arctic. The Arctic? The Arctic. A voyage of exploration and discovery to the North Pole. But the North Pole has already been discovered. I know. I know, I know, I know. By this fellow Perry. And and that other one, what's his name? Uh, Amundsen. He discovered the South Pole. Uh, Personally, I can't understand those two. Can't you? Uh, Well... What was the point of the entire trip, just to go out there and get frostbite, huh? It's it's like you. You, looking up at the sky and counting the stars. Now, now where's the application? Now, I'm going to the Arctic for a reason. Well, may I uh, ask the reason, Mr. Trelawney? To get rich. But I understood you were rich now. <laughs> this is nothing. I'm going up there to stake out a claim. What sort of claim? What sort of claim? Don't you know? That's where all the oil is. All the gold. The silver. The platinum. That's true. Theoretically. No, 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 no. It's true. Practically. I'll need two good men. I've already got one. William Stilwell. Will you be the other? Well, sir, I... Well, I'll think about it. We'll be leaving next week. Next week? I'll have to have your answer no later than tomorrow. It's Father's way of finding out about you. Well, he doesn't have to send me to the Arctic to find out. My life's an open book. But he does have to send you to the Arctic. Why? To see if you measure up to his standards. Besides, William Stillwell is going now. He wants to see both of you together. Marcella, why do you have to... This absolute domination by your father. Please don't say that. But it's true. I can't help the way I am. And I'm not sure it's wrong. You're not sure? Well, cousin, every instinct... Oh, please, darling, what do I know about the world? I've always been sheltered, taken care of. My father's always protected me. Oh, he's wise, Edward, experienced. I know he loves me. He wants me to be happy. Now, would he insist on my marriage to William Stillwell if he weren't sure that that was the best choice? I know. I know he only wants what's best for me. And you? Shouldn't you have anything to say about that? I love you, Edward. That is, I... I think I love you. You think? What... What is it I really have for you? Only a feeling... Something I can't explain why I feel this way, I don't know. Against this, it's my father's wisdom. I'm only air. My father is solid rock. That kind of thinking is wrong. It is. Now, I would have to get used to a new a, a new way of life. A new way of looking at things. It, it can't happen overnight and all at once. 
I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want to be one of Mr. George Bernard Shaw women. Oh, how much I want to. Well, then become one. You just don't do it. I, I, I want to change, Edward. Oh, then change. I have already a little. How? Falling in love with you. Even though I know my father's intended me for someone else. But to go off with your father on this expedition to the Arctic. Don't you understand? I have a job. I have a career. I would have to give it up. Well, it would be a change in my life. And yet, what you're asking me to do is to make a change in mine. Well, that's different. We're in love. Shouldn't that be enough for marriage? I don't know. It's enough for some people, but not for others. I don't know if it would be enough for us. Why did I have to fall in love with you? Well, all right. You win. I'll go on the trip. Oh, darling. I know Father will see that you are the best man. Oh, no, Marcella. William Stillwell is going to be the best man. I shall become the bridegroom. What do they say? Sensible, intelligent people never fall in love. Well, if they don't, they do avoid a great deal of grief. But they also miss out on a goodly amount of fun. Why do we marry? And whom should we marry? The average person faces these problems at least once in a lifetime. Of course, there are some who never face them at all, and others who keep facing them all the time. Should you marry because he or she is attractive? Rich? Should we marry to please our parents? To better ourselves? For love? All through history and all over the world, People have married and still do for any one of these reasons. And statistically, there is no proof that any one reason is better than the others. Uh, may I come in, Marcella? Oh, please do, Father. Our ship sails tomorrow. I know, Father. And I must say, I'm rather taken with this young man, Edward. I knew you would be. But I want to compare him with William. And test them both under some rather rough conditions. Oh, you'll be so proud of Edward. Yeah, well, remember, however it comes out, you agreed to abide by my decision. I'll accept it. What a week that was. Such hectic preparations. I hardly saw Edward at all. And then, just before it was time to leave, each of them came to say goodbye to me. My darling, I... I'm glad I'm going. It's good sometimes to see someone else's point of view. And just being with your father this week is... Well, it's taught me a great many things about him. I knew you'd like him. Well, I'm not sure I like him exactly. But I do know he's a most unusual man. And he wants very much for you to be happy. You know that's all he's ever wanted? And so now that I look at it from his point of view... He doesn't seem unreasonable at all. Careful. 
Careful there, Marcella. Oh. Here, let me take your arm. Uh. That gangplank sways quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here you are. Well, hey, what are you doing down here at the dock? Well, I just came down to, um... Mm. To, yes, uh... I, uh, I know you didn't come to see me. Well, I came to look at the boat. Uh, you mean the ship. Oh, I didn't know there was a difference. Well, it has to do with size. Uh, Marcella, what do you see in this, this, uh, fellow Edward? Hmm? Oh, he has a beautiful soul. Oh, what is the use? I talk to you, and what do I get? I get words that really have no meaning. Words like love and soul. All right, what is soul? Well, if you even have to ask such a question... I do. Well, the fact is, no one has ever seen a soul, have they? Well, now, that's ridiculous. Why? Why is it ridiculous? <laughs> now, how big is the soul? What does it look like? Where can you find it? William, may I ask you something? What do you want with me? I mean, why do you want to marry me? Oh, I know, I know. Well, if you don't beat all. If you know, why do you ask? Well, it's the right, the practical course of action. I'm the logical choice. But shouldn't there, William, be more than that? I mean, shouldn't two people be happy? We'll be happy. Well, how can we be happy, William, if we're not in love? What's love? Oh, there you go again. What did I say now? Oh, if you have to ask. And then the boat, or, or the ship, sailed. It was quite a day. Flags were flying in the harbor. The air was filled with cheers. Whistles from all the craft. Bands were playing. I mean, there were reporters, and the mayor was there, and the governor, and... Important people from Washington. Oh, President Taft himself sent a telegram. And then the ship was gone. And all that I had were letters. I've never seen such brilliant colors. Everyone thinks the Arctic is white. Ah, but when the sun hits the ice, it explodes into thousands of glorious rainbows. I long for you constantly. Edward. Nothing much to report. One day's pretty much like the other. Just ice and snow and the sun. Soon we're going to lose the sun and just be stuck with the ice and snow. Best from William. Whatever there is to the summer is about to disappear. We are now going to get into the real Arctic. Already, it's getting to be constant twilight. Soon it will be night. A night that will last for six months. But it's good. It's starting to separate the men from the boys. I'm getting to know things about both of them. Things I could never learn in the ordinary way back at home. I'll write more later. Your loving father. But he never did. He never wrote another letter. The reporters wouldn't stop ringing my telephone, knocking at my door. What did they want of me? They knew more about it than I did. Uh, Miss Trelawney, uh, do you have a statement? A statement? Uh, tell us about uh, the great tragedy. Tragedy? Yeah, your father is reported missing in the Arctic. Well, yes, I know. Oh, what can you tell us about it? Nothing, I... Yeah, but surely, uh, Miss Trelawney... Please, gentlemen, I, I don't know what to say. Do you have any plans? Plans? Yeah, plans. 
What are you going to do about uh, Trelawney Industries? I don't know. Well, uh, will you uh, will you assume personal control? Uh, do you intend to become America's first great woman industrialist? I, I haven't thought anything about like oh, that. What, uh, what are your views on woman suffrage, Miss uh, oh, Trelawney? Please, gentlemen, please. There was only one thing I wanted to do, and I did it. I ordered a boat or, or a ship, I, and, I, and I commanded the captain to sail north along the Atlantic coast, up past Labrador and Newfoundland, find a place called Baffin's Island into the Davis Strait, then up north to the very edge of the frozen polar wastes. Finally, I arrived at the site of my father's base camp. It was a large, well-constructed settlement. It was warm. It was safe. Marcella, but you shouldn't have come here. Why not, William? But there's nothing you can do. Where's Edward? He's out looking for your father. Yes, he would be. You, of course, are staying here in the base camp where it's safe. Oh, I have been looking, too. It's it's just that you came here on the day that, uh, that he's out. Where's father gone? Where? Oh. <sighs> Trying to find the trail. Which trail? Well... Just before the winter set in, your father had a little camp made for himself. Not too far from here. A hut with a stove and food and everything he needed. And you let him go. Well, who could tell your father anything? He wanted to be alone just for a little while. He wanted to think things out. I know, I know. He was supposed to come back, but he was caught in the first storm. In the first terrible cold of the winter. It's, oh, it's been a month. We haven't heard from him. He doesn't have enough supplies, enough food, enough fuel. Please. I thought you wanted to know. You just have no sensitivity. I'm sorry. And so I will remain here all winter until the light of summer returns. And then they will be able to see the trail once again. And then they will recover my father's body. And perhaps... There will be a letter for me, from him, his very last letter, in which he'll tell me his decision. But don't I know that decision? Even now, don't I know it? Now that he's seen Edward under these terrible conditions, can there be any doubt? Edward, the kind, understanding, gentle Edward with the beautiful soul. If he didn't choose Edward, how could I bear it? How could I obey him? But he did choose Edward, he did. Because the very next day, Edward came back to the base camp with proof. The written proof. Oh, darling, I'm so sorry, so sorry. You found him? Yes, I... I found him. And he's dead? I can't tell you how. But you must. You must tell me everything. He died of... of the cold. You mean... he froze to death? Yes. Uh-huh. There was no way I could bring him back here. Well, that will have to wait for the summer. I understand. Well, some things of his I knew you would want. His watch, the one you gave him for his birthday so long ago... His ring and his diary. His diary? Yes. He kept it to the last day. 
There isn't very much written in it for more than a month. He was growing weaker all the time. Before the cold set in, he wrote long notes to himself about plans and projects he was developing. Even as his fuel and food ran out, he just kept writing. Another day. Another day. Cold. Bleak. Another day. Perhaps it will bring rescue. They're trying to find me. I know. And then pages of nothing. Until the final day. See what he writes? I don't know how cold it is. The thermometer is cracked. It must be a hundred, two hundred below. My fingers are frozen stiff and solid. There is no longer any way I can warm them. So, before they become ice, my daughter, if you will read this, know that I have chosen Edward. Oh, Edward. Edward. My darling, I never doubted it. Never. In the end, your father became a believer. A believer in what? Love. True love. Whatever that is. William, her father made the choice. Do you want to be the first to congratulate us? Okay, if I come in? Oh, William. Are you ready to leave? Uh, yeah. Edward has decided to give up teaching permanently. So he told me. He's decided to run father's business for me. I knew that. You did? Why, he just told me of his decision this morning. Well, I knew about it for weeks. Uh, months. Ever since we got on the ship to sail out here. Do you mean he told you? Well, I guess he didn't have to tell it in words. Well, how else could he tell it? You ask a question like that? You believe in things that don't need words. Love, soul, and so forth. I don't understand. I guess for the first time... He saw how it is to be rich and how good living is. How great it is to have power, to order people around. You could see it in his eyes. You could hear it in his voice. Um, uh, sir? Yes, darling? Uh, my dear, you're not packed. Well, what's a few hours one way or the other? We'll leave at noon instead of ten. But the ship is getting up steam. Every hour that we stay here is costing us money. Oh, darling, we have plenty of money. <laughs> that does not give us the right to waste it. Now... Now, dear, I'll uh, send in some of the men to help you. William? Uh, yes. Uh, we should have a talk about the status of things as soon as possible. Okay with me. Marcella, darling, I have to run along. Now, please, don't waste any more time. Well, what did I tell you? Well, I suppose that underneath it all, Edward was always cut out to be a businessman. And Father understood it. And that's why Father approved of him. Do you approve of him? What a question. But you haven't answered it. I promised my father I would abide by his decision. Well, you could sound a little more enthusiastic. Oh, what do you know about it? What do you know about anything? I used to know nothing at all about anything. And then I came out here. 
I realize how unimportant we really are in the face of, well, call it nature. I guess the Arctic does different things to different people. Showed me how small I am. I guess it convinced Edward of how big he could be. You, uh... You're still going to work for the company, aren't you? No. Why not? Edward needs you. But I don't need Edward. I need you, though. Now, William, my father made the decision, and I promised him I would... Your father didn't make the decision. But he... He didn't decide on Edward. It's in his diary. He wrote it. Did he? Here it is. His last words. He didn't write them. How can you say that? Can't you see it? It's obvious. Read what he's supposed to have written. Can it be 200 below? My fingers are frozen stiff and solid. How could he write under those conditions? He could manage it somehow. Maybe he could manage his fingers. But how about the ink? The ink? Yes. Wouldn't the ink, like everything else that's liquid, be frozen solid? Oh. Do you see? Yes. 